more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, I'm Jim Dudley. Jim, just last week we were talking about the prickly issue, the ticklish issue, the, the tricky issue of pensions and pension reform. And we began to touch on concepts related to your retirement mm-hmm. and how you would begin to prepare for your retirement. Now, of course, in an ideal world, you're going to begin your financial planning for your retirement very early in your career. Ideally, you know, in the first four or five years of your jo- time on the job, you begin to put away your own money. You begin to make some inve- you know, smart investments. Mm-hmm. You buy real estate. You, you, you begin to prepare yourself. But let's focus in on the, like the final five years when you can kind of see the, the tape at the end of the race and you, are, you, 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 you have to really begin to hunker down and think about some of the nitty gritty details of what retirement's going to look like for you. Because typically, law enforcement officers retire at a much younger age than, or I'm going to use finger quotes, retire sure. at a much younger age than in many other professions. You know, if you've got 30 years, 29 years on the job, you started the job at 23, whatever years old, 24, you know, you're only in your, your 50s, your maybe late 50s. Right. You still have a lot of time left to, you know, to contribute. What are some of the things that, you know, you've retired, um, what are some of the things that you did or would suggest other people do in that kind of five-year window? Yeah, well, you hit the nail on the head again with, with the financial planning coming way earlier than five years. And uh, hopefully you're you're already putting into your deferred comp and, and you've got some other financial ideas up your sleeve. But I was thinking about five years left to go. Uh, first of all, you can only play so much golf <laughs> or fish. And if you tell people, all I'm going to do is golf or fish, I guarantee you in about three months, you're going to be in the fetal position <laughs> with your thumb in your mouth watching ESPN all day, all night. Don't do that. Um, think ahead. Get your license or your advanced degree. Maybe get, get back to school before you, you retire. If your pension's adequate, uh, do something you love. I mean, it doesn't have to be security or law enforcement related. Open a bait shop, uh, open a music store, a bicycle repair shop, work at your local hardware store. If you really love doing those things, boat repair, uh, you like working at the gun range or at the archery range, man, do those fun things. Life is short. Even if you're retiring at 50, 55, uh, life is still pretty short. Travel. Uh, get out there and do things that you can before you, you know, those injuries catch up to you. And in law enforcement, uh, I don't think the public knows the real toll that uh, working day to day, carrying that gun belt strapped around your waist, uh, your your uh, cortisol levels are high. You're eating junk food. You're working at night. You're sleeping weird hours. You're uh, drinking energy drinks or soda at night when normal people 
stopped drinking caffeine-related stuff long ago. Um, it takes a toll on your body. And then if you, you know, knock wood, uh, if you get out without a car accident, a significant car accident, where you get a concussion or you break bones or, you know, heaven forbid something happens worse and your, your health isn't so great, um, get around, move around while you still can. Um, I love my flexibility to work. I, uh, I, I had a degree. I didn't have my advanced degree, so I worked towards getting my master's to teach at my alma mater, San Francisco State University in criminal justice. And I did that and I love it. I love the interaction with the students that are interested in careers in law enforcement. Um, this summer, um, I did a volunteer mission to Peru with a, uh, with a group called reimagineworldwide.org. Uh, and they go to Peru and build houses for uh, villagers there. And it's, it's so rewarding. The people are so great down there. Um, well, to your point, yeah. to your point, and, and you were talking about doing things that you love, and you know, you talked about golf and golf. You know, if you just do golf, first off, for me, a golf course is basically a misappropriation of a decent rifle range. <laughs> but the 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 notion that you go and do a multitude of types of things is kind of what I'm thinking in terms of when you prepare for that second career, if you will, if you yeah. want to become a police trainer, like professor, like yourself or you know anything not related to to law enforcement yeah. you also have to kind of think about the diversity of things that you want to do i have a friend i won't name him he's retired from a southern california police agency he sends out emails that are the, the, the vast array of things that this guy does is, is staggering and he's you know he's a young man he's probably i'm going to say he's 55 yeah and you know he's again in decent health he can travel he goes all over the world I don't know how he does all of the things that he does. He packs so much into his life. But I know from talking with him before he retired, while he was still on the job, he had everything kind of mapped out. He, he literally had pins in maps. Yeah. of like, I want to go there. I want to do oh, this. Great. You know, where he had really thought through in a really clear way what it was that he wanted to get done before he decided to go fish every day. Kind yeah, of right, right. Right. And it, I think that when you have the... When you get to that five-year marker or whatever your marker is, 10, whatever, you start to really plan things out as opposed to just let things happen like you did. You, yeah. went and you got your higher degree, right? You knew what your plan was going to be. I know a bunch of guys who are police trainers. They have their own company just to you know, train law enforcement. Yeah. They travel the country and they have great successful lives. They still stay in the life, if you will, mm -hmm. but they're not so much putting their their lives on the line and going out and doing the job itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things I, I do, I do want to get back to the financial planning a little bit. Um, at around five years, you do want to at least seek the counsel of a financial advisor, maybe sure. even earlier than that. You sure. want to get someone who's a CPA, you know, even I have a tax guy, yeah, right? right? So it's really a valuable thing to to have someone on your side who is that's their expertise yeah. and they can help you have a better cushion financially um, and you can go to there's websites like vanguard.com I think it is and you can go to the financial planner and you put in what your expected expenses are right and you know that way you can have a, a vision into what's what's going to go for your day-to-day -day expenses mm -hmm. you know food and board and all that right and then how do I work that out so I get to go to Paris and I get to go to you know Venice or wherever else yeah. I want to go and the other thing I want to mention is that and this is something my family did is right around the time of retirement they downsized their house 
Hmm. You know, they were you, basically if you're retired, you're probably an empty nester. Yeah. Unless you're one of the you know late to the game guys, right? You you don't need so much house anymore, right. and you have built such you know such wealth in that real property that you can actually really add to your your retirement funds, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, financially, the great advice on a financial planner: get a good tax person to tell you whether or not you're going to be comfortable and if you're going to threaten your current tax bracket by making just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So if you get a part-time job where you end up making anywhere from, I don't know, ten to $20,000 more, could shove you into a different tax bracket, could mess you up. Um, make sure you get that right. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense to go to work and just be paying the tax man for your efforts? Uh, I definitely hear you on, on the... Um, on the financial stuff. And like you say, uh, 15 years um, might be a good time to take a look and see if what you've done is really going to give you enough cushion for the rest of your life. Uh, again, back to our previous podcast where we said cops are living longer, which is a good thing. Yeah. But you don't want to end up painting yourself into a corner with something like a reverse mortgage where you run out of gas before the end and you know, you're living in a camper or trailer or on the street. Right. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you, you do want to build into the notion of your retirement, um, the, the optimist's view of your lifespan. Yeah. You know, you don't want to think, well, you know, I'm, most most people die at around 75. Well, no, some people <laughs> died around 100. Right. And, you know, you don't want to spend that last, you know, 25 or 15 years or even one year in, in, in utter poverty right. and, and destitute and unable to provide for yourself because of your age. You know, yeah. so one of the things I, I do really appreciate about all of the guys that I know have retired from from law enforcement, and I know quite a few, is that um, they're, they're, they're so active and engaged in so many interesting things. Yeah. And so that's one of the things, that's really my takeaway when I, I visualize my retirement being kind of like my buddies in, in Southern California where it's like no holds are barred. Right. You know, all bets are off and we can do whatever the heck we please. But he's planned for that. You know, he really made a concerted effort to figure out what it was, was his bucket list. Gotta have a plan. You gotta have a plan. I would also say, talk to people that are retired and find out you know what they did wrong what they did right um and and i i do believe that a lot of police departments waste the the people leaving and this wealth of knowledge yeah. and experience that they have that they never pass on so if you can get a chance to teach at your police academy whether you're paid or not that's a great thing to do if you do go decide to go into uh, security or be a reserve or volunteer at your local department, make sure you're covered, make sure you have good liability insurance, you've gotten licenses that you might need. Mm -hmm. um, before you retire, do a lot of these things, check into these things because the minute you walk off, you are retired. You are former law enforcement and $2 and that will get you probably a half a cup of coffee. Right, exactly. So so make sure you do all those things. Check out your uh, LEOSA requirements if you plan to uh, conceal carry outside your state. Uh, it's different than just get, keeping your CCW from the department that you retired. So make sure you do that. I think that's good for a year. Yeah. I think you have to renew every year. Uh, and, Retiring at our department, you get a five-year CCW within the city, and I think the state. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the state. But then uh, once you go outside, you gotta have that Leosa card as well. So 
check into that. Check into your Department of Consumer Affairs at your state to see what kind of uh, licenses that you would need for some of these other jobs. Yeah, I want, I want to close by just adding this one important point, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't. Um, you have to start thinking about retirement when you start the job because you just never know if you're going to get medically retired. You know, you just you just never know. And th- that uncertainty is something that is an unfortunate reality in law enforcement and yeah. frankly in all of public safety. Right. Um, so it's never too soon to start at least thinking about retirement and what retirement looks like for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. When I retired uh, at the retirement board, the gal asked me, uh, what's your disability? And I looked at her puzzled you know, quizzically, what do you mean, what's my disability? She said, it's really rare when we have cops retired where they don't have some sort of partial disability, Mm -hmm. arm, leg, nose, ear, eye, throat, whatever. And so uh, going back to carrying around that gun belt, uh, make sure you get physically checked out before you leave. Make Mm -hmm. sure, I think uh, most most places will cover you for um, implied injuries to the job for cardiopulmonary back because of the gun belt, um, things like that. But then after five years, they may dissipate. So make sure if you have a claim, hearing loss, things like that, make sure you get it done. And those are all common, common things. Um, We do welcome your comments and your questions. So you can email us at policingmatters at police1.com or just leave a couple comments in the comments section below. Thanks again for listening.